in Jesus name we have prayed yeah that round of prayer just kind of calm me down and just, just come down a little bit from that high voltage prophetic I just prayed quietly I said God let that prophetic kind of wear off a little bit and let the anointing to teach and that anointing to teach when it comes upon you you'll be calmer you will be calmer otherwise you end up preaching and it's not preaching God wants in this service he wants teaching there's a difference between preaching and teaching First Corinthians 16 blessed be God I've never seen a people so fortunate like Pavilion people you guys don't know how fortunate you are. You know, you don't know the extent. Blessed Pavilion Knight. You know what kind of people you are. I don't care what you are passing through. Do you know who you are? You look at what you are going through, you think you are an ordinary person. See what Apostle Paul went through. Nobody suffered like that man, yet he was the greatest man that ever lived after Jesus. No ordinary people. Don't belittle yourself. The mentality that I have make me talk even the way billionaires, trillionaires don't talk. There's a mentality. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 7. Let's read from verse 5. Now I will come unto you when I shall pass through Macedonia. I'm traveling, I'll stop over. For I do pass through Macedonia. Verse 6. It may be that I will abide. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll spend some time before I continue in my journey. And it may be that I will abide. Yea. And winter with you. Winter with you men spend, spend winter with you. That ye may bring me on my journey. You pay my tea fare. That's how to bring somebody on his journey. Said, I'm, I'm traveling. I'll, I, I think I'll make a brief stopover. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know if God will allow that to happen. Or God might have a different plan. But whenever I'm taking off, if I do stop over in your place, get ready to sponsor the trip. Are we together in this passage? I may bring me on my journey wherever I go. Seven, for I will, look at verse seven. For I will not see you now by the way. But I trust to tarry a while with you. If the Lord permits. Shout, if the Lord permits. You know the English here is not correct. The Lord permit. No S. A new translation will put S there. King James just said, if the Lord permit. Shout one more time. If God permits. If God Say, if God allows. If God allows. Say, if that is God's will. Say that. If, that if, if, if. It does not mean the man not get faith. Make it decree. Oh, that it will happen as he's planning. If it's a man, make it decree. Make nothing change the plan. There is 
if sometimes and you are not doubting if God permits what of if God does not permit that prayer that oh God let the trip work the prayer will not work because God not permit he knows that you are determined to branch and he no one make you branch your mind is made up. He now will make you branch. He will frustrate that trip. The money to travel, you won't get it. Those who would have given you tight and offering, they won't give you. Until the time has passed. When you will no longer have think of even seeing those people. Money will come and then just make a straight trip. Those you would have seen if you had traveled last year, events have overtaken that. There are so many reasons. Many pastors don't know it. Many Bible school founders, principals, they don't know it. Why some prayers don't work? Not because you commit sin. So maybe it's my sin that I'm not letting God hear me. Who says? If God permits, both are both. What if he does not permit? Pray and fast and die in your fasting. Nothing will change. And when they fast and pray, the thing does not change. They say, oh my God, not the answer prayer, Jerry, and they backslide. What if you were praying for something God does not want to see ever come to pass? That's what you are praying for. Who will answer it when God is not permitting it to happen? Charismatic preachers, they don't know it. That is what heaven calls the doctrine of divine permission because of the sovereignty of almighty God who does everything after the counsel of his will. You can pray and decree, name it, claim it, whatever you say will come to pass. Say it, name it, prophesy, decree, then it shall be established. There will be some you will decree, they will not be established. There are times you bind the devil from troubling somebody and the person is even troubled the more you pray. Some deliverances you are looking for don't come. Why? What if God does not want that person delivered? Or at least for now. Some deliverances have dates stamped on them from heaven. Date. They gave you a surprise package. I'm sure you are a cherished member of staff. They say, let's surprise her. If you like, pray for that car to be delivered last year. It will not be delivered. Even if pastor lay hands on you and say, receive the car before December 31st, 2022. It will never happen. There are some things you don't fast track by prayer. There are some things that God has his foot on it. It is called according to the predeterminate counsel and foreknowledge of God. Your prayer don't change some things. Save your saliva. Every time believers are going through anything, one man of God is criticizing them, is because you don't have faith. That's why you, you, you never born that picking. And there are mad women outside where carry Belen nine months, they give birth. They don't tell me the faith the mad woman has. Tell me. And you come and be teaching a Christian who has carried pregnancy for long, saying, you know, get faith. 
You go to take Christian not get faith. Mad man, mad woman gone. You think everything is about faith. I said there is what you call the limitations of faith. There are things faith don't do. Faith can faith is not everything. They, 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 they bastardize the teachings on faith. There are some things it's not faith that is the problem. And the pastor teaching you faith has areas of his life where he's struggling. What's the title of this message? The doctrine of divine permission. Hebrews chapter 6. Christian who is born again and without faith you cannot be born again is the one you are saying not get faith because he's passing through some problems but do you know what you are saying you not get faith a Christian Hebrews 6 3 let's read from verse 1 Hebrews 6 verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. In other words, young converts who are put in young converts class, believers class, teaching them the ABCs of the gospel, the basic concepts of Christianity, like forgiveness of sin, like uh, the blood of Jesus, the authority of the believer, those are basic concepts of Christianity. He said, we've taught these things enough and we should be going on to higher grounds there are real meat of the word of God. You have been fed with the milk infant formula for so long. The Bible has milk and strong meat. And this guy is saying, it's time to get out of this realm. We've been teaching all these things, laying on of hands. Let's read it again, verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Not laying again these foundational teachings of repentance from dead works of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment. In other words, is there, is there hell? Oh, you can't say we are still arguing on that. These are basic things. And this will we do if God permit. What, what is the thing that you say we will do if God permit? He, let, he said, let us, he said, leaving the elementary principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. There is a journey. We are moving on towards perfection through powerful, deep teachings of the word of God. But for now, we are dealing with the milk, the foundational teachings of our Christian faith. But we are going on to perfection. But we will soon be through with these elementary teachings and go on to those high teachings that bring Christian perfection. That is what he's saying. We will do that. We will go on to perfection if God permits. In other words, I am desirous that by now we should stop teaching these elementary principles. But if God said next Sunday, still go and teach again, so I never even understand the doctrine of repentance. Oh, those basic things, like this, this church still want me to teach. I thought by next Sunday I should start teaching on uh, uh, the grand finale of God in history, the end, end time events. Well, we'll go on to perfection. We'll move on. That, is, that means we'll go on to those high, advanced level teachings. 
if God permits. That doesn't mean God will not permit. If God wants it this month, he may want us to start those new series of teachings next month. But me, I want it this year, uh, this, this week. And God, that happens a lot. I leave home with written out outlines to go preach in church. Only to come here, Holy Ghost, say, leave that. A lot. And I'll fold the sheet of paper after preaching and I'll take it home. So messages I've preached in this church have been in this Bible for three weeks. Two Sundays they've been coming and I'm not able to go there because God has not permitted that I teach it. If God permits, is what we have been seeing that I started promising this church from Allah one day that one day I will do a teaching called the doctrine of divine permission. Otherwise known as the limitations of faith. I have been sprinkling these words in sometime when I'm preaching. I'll say, but I'll do a whole teaching on that. Now, God has finally permitted me to make it a major teaching. Let's clap for Jesus. He said, going to profession, he said, this we will do if God permit. But for now, let's, let's hurry up and round off this thing, these elementary teachings. He's telling them, come up, come up, come up. Let's quickly tidy up this. Some of you are still behaving like you don't even still understand this thing. Some of you are even still asking questions. What is the meaning of a baptism into Christ? What is the meaning of baptism in the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. If God permit, everything, if God permit, I want to travel and pass by your city. I feel like edifying the church. Maybe one week and I continue my trip. If God permits. What if God doesn't even want Paul to visit that church? One day Paul was planning to go preach somewhere and the Holy Ghost said, don't go. Don't go. Ah, Paul was saying, uh-uh. we have planned this crusade. He said, okay, we are not going. Let me drop another plan. So they're going to preach in Ibadan. Let's go to Akwaibun. The way God spoke, as though he wanted the people of Ibadan to not hear the gospel, to, to be lost and die and go to hell. And so Paul said, well, I don't know why God said don't go there. He said the Holy Ghost forbade us. That's King James said forbade us. And so he kept on doing ministry from place to place. Until after some time, Paul had a a dream, and he said, a, a man of Macedonia stood over in that dream. I was saying, Hey, brother Paul, and your crusade team, come over here to Macedonia and help us in the dream. Listen to me. When you see an Igbo man in a crowd, you will know if, he, if he's wearing that red cap with a feather on it, and he wears that their jumper and or let's say the Yoruba people, they tie their rapper and they carry a walking stick and put a bowler hat. You just know this and Yoruba person. It may end up that he just likes to dress like the Yorubos, but most times you suspect that's Yoruba. Is that correct? So, there was a way Paul was able to know a Macedonian guy is the one doing hat like this in that dream. Tell you, we should come here. We need help. That can tell that guy is from Macedonia. And so, he shared the dream with his team. They said, ah, this one has straightforward interpretation. It means Macedonia is ripe to receive the gospel. It is finally time to go and win 
the first ever soul in Macedonia. Macedonia is like saying southwest and then the chief place will be Lagos. Southeast, there's chief place, Anambra. So, Achaia, the region of Achaia, the chief city of Achaia is Corinth. Corinth is in Greece. Greece is in Europe. But there's a place in those days called Achaia. So, when you say I was going to Achaia, they'll say, is it Corinth or is it the other places? Okay, I'm going to Macedonia. Which area? Is it Philippi? Paul, Paul evangelized the whole of Europe. And he shared his dream and everybody said, I think it's time. God, that's what this dream means. Paul said, and we are shortly gathering. If you ever remember what you read in King James, he said, and we are shortly gathering. That is, we were without doubt convinced that this dream means, that means we gathered that. It's time to go preach. Do you know why? If till tomorrow, Paul died, went to heaven and God never told Paul why he was forbidden to go to a place and then later on God now said go to that same place God didn't tell him but you obey God before you understand obey now understand later why will God said go ye into all the world and preach the gospel he said Macedonia not part of the world we want to go God said don't go he said the Holy Ghost forbade us as though they were going to commit sin there God said don't go Okay, oh, we don't understand though. Now God though. I ain't talking about. They kept on doing winning souls until one day God said, Hey, I have seen showing you a dream. A guy from Macedonia is telling you to come. I am the one that showed that dream to you. It's time to go. Now it's very possible that if I don't know, because God has things He doesn't tell us. If you think as a Christian, God will tell you everything, you do not understand Christianity. I have never seen a man, a, 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 a person that keeps secret like God. You know, even Sabi keep, keep, keep secret, rich God. That's why you have mysteries and then revelation. Mysteries from the Greek word, mysterion, revelation is apocalypsis. And mystery means something that is hidden for now. And revelation, when mystery is decoded, it becomes a revelation. The Bible says, but there is nothing hidden that shall not be revealed. But God hides things a lot. And when he's hiding it, he's not doing evil. He's hiding it because if he reveals the truth of that thing to you, you cannot bear them now. Disciples, Jesus speaking to them, he said, there are many things I would have told you now, but you cannot bear them now. You can't handle them now. You cannot stomach them now. They will even cause you to have too many questions and you end up backsliding. What is meant to edify you will confuse you the more. So I won't tell you. There are so many things I would have told you now, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when the Holy Ghost is come, he shall guide you into all truth. My God, he said, I have things that would have been beneficial to you. But if I dare open my mouth to talk about them, all of you guys will leave me tonight. You say, this guy's teaching is, is confusing us. We wasted time following him for three years. Now he finally should have just told us this. That guy lost a lot of followers one day when he said, except you eat my flesh and you drink my blood, you have no life in you, you are not a part of me. Ha! Huh? They say, are we cannibals? This guy not tell us he's a ritualist. He said he's going to give us in flesh. He said he's going to give us in blood. Ha! Like, like, the church of Jesus lost great membership that day. If you read John chapter 6, they le many left. 
They say, we can't follow this man again. What is he saying? And then Jesus was watching them go. Go. The, the crowd, they were going. So this guy, I'll not be waiting with Tinko. Oh, it's dangerous to follow this man. See what he come from his mouth. And by the time he looked out, there were a few remaining. And he now said, why are you going to stay here? You, you, you don't want to go with them? And then Peter said, to whom shall we return? Seeing that you have the words of life. In other words, who, who, if we leave Jesus, where are we going to? If we are not safe in your hands, in whose hands are we safe? Say, are you sure what you are saying? They say, yes, now we trust you, or God, Jesus. And you, Jesus, are you sure? Some things still there will go offend you. You they follow me. <laughs> and they give you milk, coca, meat pie, and bitter leaf is coming. <laughs> Jesus said, now still things say it's easy to follow Jesus. He says it's tough. Whosoever puts his hands on the plow and look at back is not fit for the kingdom, Jesus said. Some pastors, they want to start church because one pastor don't buy a private jet. This is a church now, money making thing. People like me, if I ever inspire you to answer the call of God as a pastor, very likely you are, you are genuinely called. Because I don't even have things, you know, physical material that can really make pastoring attractive. If God permits, shout hallelujah. The will of God may just be why you don't have money now. The will of God. The perfect will. And being out of God's will may just be why you have suddenly become rich overnight. You can be outside of God's will and yet the door is open to begin to... Not all doors are from God. Some doors are to prison. Some open doors are prison. doors to prison. Mind the door you enter. If God permits, at the end of the day, God finally permitted him to go and preach in Macedonia. Very likely, if he had gone beforehand, he might have died. God said, Don't go. Say, ah, well, Are you sure it's not Satan that is stopping this crusade? Let me fast again. Devil, I bind you that voice, and he will go. And they will kill him. And he's dead. His ministry ended, ended prematurely. Or he doesn't die. He goes there and he preaches. Or he even dies on the way. Some people died in a plane crash. In a flight they had no business embarking on. Going to a place they had no business. God has said, don't go. Or you go there and preach. Nobody gets saved. The authority of that country says arrest that man. Rena Bonki in 1990 was going to hold a citywide crusade in Kano. And all the Islamic clerics in the state of Kano came together. Now the city of Kano, you know, it's, a, it's both a state and a city. Same name. Like Kaduna, Kaduna. Kano, Kano. And they, they said, once that man enters this city by helicopter, locate the hotel where he's lodged, burn down the hotel. They heard how Renabonki came to Ayobo 
uh, um, are your new uh, my two road are your new and it was a massive soul winning crusade souls were saved miracles of healings took place and the news is going on that he's coming to Kano to do such a thing and a lot of Muslims are going to convert they say we won't let it happen they plan to invade the hotel and kill him there if they cannot kill him there, if he manages to make it to the crusade ground, all the Muslim fighters should go to the crusade and kill the, the Christians in the stadium and kill that German evangelist called Renan Bonke. And when the plot leaked out, the plot leaked out, they were telling Renan Bonke, cancel that crusade. Can do not be Lagos. And then the German ambassador in VI phoned Germany that our citizen Renal Bonki is being planned to be killed in northern Nigeria. And then the, the German government said if anything happens to their son, Nigeria will be in trouble. And so those who planned the crusade said let's cancel it. And immediately they flew to carry helicopter to the hotel, carry Renal Bonki and they flew him and they canceled, he was cancelled. There are reasons why you want to go do crusade. A whole apostle Paul that will believe. That's why I said, don't think there is a man that does not make a mistake. If it's a man of God, if I just know, ah, he don't already plan all the logistics in place. I will prepare what to preach. Put a sheet of paper, my sermon outline inside my Bible and come here, he's on the pulpit. Once I take the mic, I hear, don't look at that paper. Why did God, why, why did he let me study all week for that? Why didn't he tell me if you are a man of God, you for no say no be. No! It's not about you. God can choose the exact self same minute, second that he will tell you it is not that. You'll be preparing it all week, he won't tell you. He knows why it is now he's telling you. Our mind is too finite to comprehend the infinite mind of this August God that we have to do with. Wait till we sabi, wait till we know. Bible says his ways are past finding out. Wait till he go later tell you. He go say, let's hold it from him for now. Let's not tell him. And you know what God said to me? He said to you, he said you are a prophet but you can never see what God did not reveal. No prophet sees nothing except God reveals it. Stop being proud. You can't say anything until God shows it to you. Let me read from here. All I have said will help you now so that when I begin to read, you can follow. I think everybody now knows the, the thrust, the main thrust of this message. Is that correct? Sometimes, yeah, that's what I wrote here first. Sometimes in our lives as Christians, now they follow me as I read, Sometimes in our lives, yeah, with this kind of reading you can flow. As Christians, some things happen contrary to our expectations, right or wrong. Yeah, sometimes as Christians, some things happen in our lives, in our places of work, in our marriages. Even when we are sure that we have exercised strong faith, 
Even when we are sure we have done proper consultation, we have done our findings, we have investigated the family. Oh, I look very well. I look before I leave, before I put my money in this business that has gone alright. I did all the feasibility study and blah, blah. Yeah, sometimes things don't go. Obedient people were sad when they announced Tinubu as winner. It's a part of life. Things don't always go according to our expectation as human beings. Yes or no? This brings a lot of questions to our hearts. Such as, could it be that I didn't have or exercise enough faith? Can you relate with that? Oh, is it because there is sin in my life? Oh, maybe God is punishing me. What man never think could be the result uh, could be the cause of his problem. I just finished a paragraph. Paragraph 2. This message will teach us to know that some things are bound to happen because of what is called the counsel of his will. Ephesians 1.11. Quickly, look at it. Ephesians 1.11. I saw some association of divorces. Women divorces. They form a club of divorced women. And they were doing their party. They cut cake. Oh, no woman there is married. And the cake was baked. And they write on the cake, I do. I, no, under, I do. In the middle of the cake, they wrote, I did. Then the last one, I'm done. And they were playing loud music. They were drinking beer. The women were dancing. But you, from the way those women are, they are powerful women. Who, they are rich madams. But they have divorced. And they came together to hold a party. To say we are free now. That our marriages was nothing but bondage. To hell with that. Done and dusted. So no big deal about marriage. Say now who never married. They, they cried to enter around. When you don't enter and finish, you see, say, no big deal. He said, I, we answered on that wedding day, I do. Now, I did. Now, I'm done. Those marriages went contrary to their expectations. It's not what they ordered, they got. <laughs> and I said, I'm done. There is nobody ever going into a marriage and say, Oh, I love this my husband so well. Oh, he's so nice. He's so caring. Oh, I just planned that this marriage, I will end it in one year. And um, I really prefer to suffer. You know, you know I really want to, to experience what it means to be disordered. Well, some mad people can think like that too. But no normal person thinks like that. You are going into marriage and you really want to enjoy it. And believe every sweet thing the man told you. Ephesians 1.11 says. Oh wait a minute. Let me turn there. I guess you are already there. I just want people, I'm, I'm teaching. So let's allow people to look at scriptures. Ephesians 1.11. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. 
that is in Christ Jesus. Amen? We have obtained an inheritance, been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. Look up. Notice imaginarily underline the counsel of his own will. Just imagine that. That's what I'm bringing from the, the counsel of his own will. We are coming to that. There is another thing called the determinate counsel of God. The counsel of his will. The determinate counsel of God. Acts chapter 2. Look at it. Acts chapter 2. Uh, Bible study we they do on the Sunday service. Is that okay? Acts chapter 2. Verse 23. Let's read from verse 22. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Him, somebody say him. I hope you know who the him is. Talking about Jesus. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. Church, look up. Peter is telling the Jews. Now, now hand over Jesus. Not be Romans. Now Israelis arrested Jesus. Handed him to Roman soldiers to kill on the cross. The Jews arrested Jesus. The Italians killed him. Italy and Israel. They are culpable in the death of Jesus. He said, but let me tell you guys that arrested and handed Jesus over for crucifixion that you could not have done that. If for not succeed, if God did not allow it. God already decreed that Jesus, his only begotten son, will die. There is no prayer Jesus could have prayed to stop him from dying. Because God decreed that the son must die. You guys arrested him, handed it over to people who killed him by their wicked hands. But I want you to know, not be now power can't prevail over Jesus. Because Jesus had too much power to even pray. And angels, legions of angels will come down and stop all of you that came to arrest him. But he did not use his power in his wisdom and humility and submission. He allowed you guys to handcuff him and hand him over to Pilate who gave him over to the soldiers who hung him on the cross and thrust a spear through his side and blood and water gushed out. He said this killing of Jesus, you guys should not think she be called himself son of God. Why did that God not deliver him from her hand? This was simply allowed. It was possible for Jesus to die because it was according to the will of God. It was not God's will that Jesus should be spared that death. 
it was not God's way that Jesus should be spared the horrors of the cross and hell. It wasn't God's way that he should be spared those things. It was according to the word predetermined counsel and foreknowledge of God. God knew the very hour Jesus would hang on that cross. He foreknowledge. He is omniscient. He knows everything. He even knew who will betray Jesus with a kiss. And Judas Iscariot had not even been conceived by his mother. God already foresaw that guy before he was formed in the womb that he will betray the Messiah. He said this was done by you guys according to the determinate counsel. The word determine, determine. God had determined. You can't, you can't sway him from it. There are things you fast and pray. If it is against God's determinate counsel and foreknowledge, you are wasting time. Go and break your fast. Stop praying. This is what I'm telling you. We'll, we'll, we'll explain some things to, to help you get that very well. This was according to the determinate counsel. Do you know the meaning of counsel? The word counsel, let me tell you what it is. The word that is translated counsel means purposes and plans of God. Purpose. Plan of God. If you have a purpose, you have a plan. It's not a plan, it's not plan before purpose. If you have a purpose, which is your aim, your goal, then you map out the plans. You may say, oh, plan A, plan B. If this plan doesn't work out, but there's already a purpose. Is that correct? That is called the counsel of God. It, Bible said, many are the thoughts in the heart of a man, things, desires he wants to do. He said, but the counsel of the Lord is that which shall stand. The counsel of the Lord is that which shall stand. That word counsel means the purpose. God get plan. He get what he want to achieve. And the fact that out of envy and jealousy, people will just lie against Jesus and hand him over to be crucified. God already factored all those envy, the work of the enemies and bad belly people. He already factored them into the crucifixion of Jesus. Before Jesus was conceived, he God already foreknew that out of envy they will lie against his head and go and kill him. All the things they are, all those, uh, all those uh, frivolous accusations of treason and uh, blasphemy, they were lies. The Bible said they brought, they paid some guy to come and bear false witness before Caiaphas, the high priest. When Jesus was brought before Caiaphas, the high priest, and they were cross examining him, they were interviewing, they were asking him questions. Some guys were paid to come and say, Yes, he said this. He even things he didn't say, he said. God foresaw all that. I'm going to say this to you. Some of the problems, some of the people that are fighting you in your place of work, or some of the problems your landlord is giving you, or even co-tenant, they are, they are not coming to God as a surprise. He has already foreseen that the house you are paying to pack into, the man is wicked. He has already seen the flat behind you. Now once stupid turn away, go be a thorn in your flesh. He already know the school your son is going to. His project to be supervised by one by a wicked lecturer. Most times, not be faith will not get. Not be prayer will not know how to pray. She not today want to teach me how to pray. Pastor Tio, you know how many things I pray for Tina? I've not seen it after many years of praying. Teach me how to pray. 
Come and carry the microphone. I'll come to your Bible class. You're going to teach me how to pray so that the team pastor is desiring. Oh boy, some things. Not be faith. Not be prayer. There are predetermined counsel of God. It is his will that must stand. If he says your church will be 50 members for 20 years, do all the crusade, do all the evangelism. That is what you, you will not pass that threshold. And you'll be one more, one very seasoned man of God in town with a good heart, with good commitment. Yet that church will remain 50. And other pastors who have sold out to the devil, whose churches have been acquired by the marine kingdom, they continue to grow in lips and bound. And they're holding two services. You have not even filled your auditorium that can take only 100, but you still 50. And you'll be thinking because of what you are saying in the physical that you are the one that is not in the will of God. You might even just be the one that is right smack in the midst of God's perfect will. That something is growing does not mean God is in it. Cancer grows. Fibroid grows. Some growth are cancerous. And sometimes the reason you don't have money now may just be because God is putting his leg on your money. It is not only Satan that resists a man. God also resists a man. But when God is resisting you, he does it in righteousness. And what God calls a trial of your faith is a temptation in your life. Temptation comes from the devil seeking your downfall. Trials come from God seeking your promotion. You cannot graduate from school until you write exams. Exams are not supposed to work against you. They are for your promotion and eventual graduation. Clap for Jesus. Don't see exam as an enemy. And God said, the trying of your faith, work at patience. See, your faith must be tried. If you are a Christian, your faith will be tried. And the same things that you'll be going through, that Holy Ghost will say, they are simply trials of your faith. Iman, don't give up. Keep on trusting God. There is a way out of it. There is no temptation taking you. First Corinthians 10, 13. There is no temptation taking you. But such as is common to man. You not get problem when you face. Where another person never faced before. Even when you have died and left this world. That same problem. Even right now. There are, there are different people all over the world. Facing the same problem. You know how many women are crying. Oh God. I am 40 years. I never married. When will I marry? You think you are the only one that is crying for a husband? <laughs> Lord, I married 10 years ago. I never get married. You think you are the only one where they find picking? There are no temptation taking you. But such as is what? Common to man. Every problem in your life. Somebody call them. They are mere common problems. Say that. They are mere common problems. Say I will overcome them. They are mere. They are common problems. I am born to overcome. But I will say whatsoever is born of God. Overcome the world. I overcome my problems. The problem there, not me say something's wrong with you. And God is not only interested in your comfort, he's interested more in your character. God is much more interested in our character than he is in our comfort. And God is not only a, he just not, he's a loving father, but he's a trainer, he's a disciplinarian. He will allow you to be messed up that you may get the message. You will learn by force. God will say, you? I don't know how to get you. God will push you into a problem that you will... There are some people, they don't go to church until they have a problem. 
They will run to church. Say, God, I want to go and meet man of God. When the pastor pray for the diploma itself, that is the end. They won't go to church again. God will say, eh, this one doesn't go to church. You have a problem. I will soon give you another problem. And God will just send another problem. Until finally you get saved. It's no longer just the problem that is driving you to church. You are now saved. You now have a desire to serve and worship God. God will say, I finally use the problem to get him. Do you know how Chris Okotie got born again? Okotie, as an undergraduate University of Nigeria, Onsuka, was already very rich. He was the two face of that era. The world is then two face, Davido de Rey, now Okotie and Jide uh, Obi. Eh? Now that they reign that time, Felix Liberty. And then they reign that time. And he and Anselm, who is the pastor of the Revival Assembly, going to all the clubs, rocking all the girls in town. He has several girls. The way he finally married one of them, uh, Tina. You have cast. And then he was so rich that he went to a co hotel and suite in VI and booked book a suite for one whole year. Oh, that person must be very rich. Uh, I think uh, Ufoma knows about that hotel very well. So anybody who can book a suit there for a year, a very rich man. Okoche lived there for one year. But he was there. Okoche was one of the first Nigerians to buy Honda Prelude. Honda Prelude, nobody knows that car again now. It's like, uh, which is like a Range Rover of today. And so, he was an alcoholic. The club, they womanized the drink. I don't know what happened to him. He wanted to commit suicide. Something happened. He said, I'm tired of life. He was trying to commit suicide. I don't, he tried once. He didn't, he didn't die. I think if I just go jump from back on it, it would have been easy. I don't know whether he was doing other things. And then the news got to Anselm. The news got to Anselm. Anselm went, drove to VI. He never married that time. Okoti never married. But they befriend uh, Tina. And Okoti went there. The guy don't, uh, Anselm went there. The guy don't for meet everywhere. He now sat him down. He said, I have given my life to Christ. Now me and you, I was a DJ. Now me and you, they do disco, everything those days. Give your life to Christ, eh? Chris, this life doesn't pay. He led Chris to Christ. And Chris later told us that looking back now, he discovered that the things that led to his deep frustration, he was a success, he was a public fame, a public figure, but people did not know what he was going through in his life, that he wanted to take his life. All these people you see on social media, you are envying their life. They have, they have silent frustrations that they will never put on social media. You want to be like them. He said, thank God for frustration. He said, when I told my story, how I got born again to people, they said, go and sit down. Now frustration will lead you to Christ. Jare, I don't believe in Jesus. Now frustrated people. They go. He said, if you knew the hell that is ahead of you, you will pray for frustration to come because in my life, I'm thanking God for those frustrations. Were it not for those frustrations, I would have remained an unbeliever and probably be dead by now and I would have been in hell. Lord, bring frustrations to unbelievers that they may run to Jesus. Woo! And 
anything that will save your life, God will allow it to happen to you. And that thing not go de palatable. It is something that will work and ultimate good though. Now God, they allow you to go through. At the end, you will say, eh, thank God that thing happened to me. I for no know, say, I for no experience, I for no. Yes. That's why God be like, say, you know, they hear prayer. Oh God, take this turn away in my flesh. He won't. <laughs> Ephesians 1 5. If you are there, say I'm there. Ephesians 1 5. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Someone say, Good pleasure of his will. Philippians 2 13. Philippians 2 13. Philippians 2 13. The good pleasure of his will. Hmm. Philippians 2.13 Have you seen verse 13? For it is God which works in you. But to will and to do of his good pleasure. Somebody say. His good pleasure. Say that. Say God's good pleasure. Now say the, the good pleasure of his will. Say that. See. Brothers and sisters. Many Christians. They think it is. Submission to God. Or reverence for God. To say. God did not allow it. Ah, how can God allow? God, God is a good God. Ah, there's no nothing, nothing evil in God at all. It's not God that allowed it to. It's we believers. We should, we should, we should, we should. I heard them Kenne Copeland were, were blaming the American Christians that the American Christians they are not praying enough. That's why this thing happened. Uh, if we were spiritual, some of us could have at least picked it up in the spirit and prayed in our various prayer meeting in America and cancelled it. Osama Biladi would have not succeeded. They, were, they prefer to shift the blame on man than to appear to be blaming God. When you say, even though God didn't cause it, but he still permitted it, they see that as you are indicting God or you are calling God bad or you are, you are, you are, you are they don't know that is not it. You are affirming the sovereignty of God that who is he that said and it cometh to pass when God has not commanded it. Lamentation chapter 3. It is not the sweet, sweet, pelek, pelek kind of doctrine the charismatics are preaching. God is good all the time. Yes, I also believe that. God is good all the time. But when God, who is Jehovah Nakar, he's called the God of trials. When he temporarily turns his back against you, and every hell will vomit out every demon they had, and your life will be messed up for the next decade of your life. Your life, instead of going up, will be going down. Your marriage, instead of being a bliss, will be a prison. I tell you something. God sees what you don't see. Then if he allows you to go through hell and high water, 
there is probably something a lesson you will never learn in prosperity that you learn only in adversity God of the mountain is God of the valley he's the lily of the valley he's the rose of Sharon he's the alpha and the omega he's the beginning and the end he is the ancient of days he is the king of kings he is the soon and coming king he is the one with whom all things are possible but even then in his power or rather in his wisdom he can refuse to use his power Jesus said to those guys you think this is a carnal warfare you are cutting off somebody's ear because he's trying to arrest me bend down pick the ear fix it back he said guys nobody should fight if I wanted to fight I'll call on my father and 12 legions of angels will come down and kill all these guys he said, but if those lingers of angels come down and fight for me, how will the scriptures be fulfilled that the son of man must go to the cross to die? So this is not the time to show power, but it's to show wisdom and obedience. Paul said he was obedient even unto the death of the cross. There's a time to show humility and obedience and not claim your right. There's a time to sleep on your right for peace to reign deliberately. There is a time to pretend as if you are weak, but you are still the almighty, all-powerful God. You know what somebody said? Somebody said, if you say I am sorry, when you know you are wrong, you are called an honest man. You apologize, you say I am sorry, when you know you are wrong, you are an honest man. He said, but when you say, I am sorry, when you are not sure, I'm not sure I am wrong, girl, but you just want to say sorry for peace to reign. He said, you are called wise. You are called honest when you apologize, when you know you are wrong. Okay, but you are not sure you are wrong. You still apologize. You are called a wise man. He said, but when you apologize, you say, I'm sorry. Even when you know you are right, you are called a husband because you are trying to save your marriage. You know in Lamentation 3 verse 37 the Bible says who speaks who says a thing and it comes to evil witches evil men of God who says a thing and that thing comes to pass when God is not backing it up as Christians we need to know that God allows in his wisdom what he can easily prevent by his power God is not only powerful, he's also wise and knowledgeable. Amen. Isaiah 40, 28. Isaiah 40, 28. Isaiah 40, 28. Can I read it? Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Romans 11.33. Romans 11.33. Romans 11.33. 
There is no searching of God's understanding. Oh, in no waiting, we don't know. That's why when he's doing some things where we don't understand, we're going to complain. Romans 11.33, this is what it says. All the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Amen? I'm not explaining all of that. I'm, I'm, I'm reading now. I said, it is good for a Christian to have the understanding that the purpose and plan of God according to election have you heard of that word? The purpose of God according to election that is choice must always stand without fail. Whenever a Christian has a desire that runs counter to the sovereign will or counsel of God no matter how you fast and pray. Romans 9, 11, quickly. Where we are going now, we are going to quick close because I know the other places are things I have already even said. Romans, so don't be afraid. We won't stay too long. Romans 9, 11. Have you seen Romans 9, 11? For the children be not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that call it. Wait, 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 wait. Look at verse 12. It was said unto her, the elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. I want you to look up. The Bible says, two children in the womb, twins, Jacob, Esau, they have not committed any sin, they have not done any unrighteousness in their mother's womb. God already said, Esau I have hated, Jacob I have loved. Now, Paul is telling people, do you know why God is able to say that? Because in his omniscience, in his godness, because God is omniscient, there's no searching of his understanding. There's no hiding of it. He knows the end of a thing from the beginning. Now, as God looked at a woman's tummy, two boys are growing in there. He said, I already dislike one, and the other one is the one I like. Now, what happened? They have not both committed, they've not committed anything. God is saying. I, in my foreknowledge, already know the one that will be profane. One, that guy called Esau will be profane. God knows those. If anybody in this church now, hear me now. And you are still doing well now. Tomorrow you will backslide or apostatize and die and split head wide open. God already knows. In fact, before you were delivered from your mother's womb, God knew you would go to hell. But in the interim, you grew up and went to church. God born again, received the Holy Ghost, made a deacon or even a pastor. Because some pastors go to hell. Yet, even before you were formed in your mother's womb, God foreknew that that your mother on her wedding day, 
he is going to burn five children and only one will be saved. Four are going to hell. And when they are growing in the womb, God knows them. But God will still tell a Christian, go and preach to him. Now, while you are evangelizing and you are making another call and they are getting born again, Holy Ghost will move into them. Jesus will enter them. They will get saved. But God knew they will backslide. It is not God that is causing them to backslide. But he knows the end of a matter from the beginning. Let's clap for Jesus. God is not going to put impediments in your way to make you backslide so that he will say, hey, hey, I said it. I told them that I am God. I knew that this person can never make a good Christian. God doesn't do like that. Before you got saved, he knew the date you are going to get saved. He knew the date, your last day in Christianity, he knows. But all that will not move him. By the time you are in church, that time you are doing well, he can allow you to be ordained as a deacon. He can even use you to win souls. That's why Paul said, I am very careful of this one thing. That after I have preached the gospel to others, I myself do not become a cast away. He said, let him that thinketh his standard, take heed, lest he fall. God will make sure you are inexcusable. In the book of Romans, the Bible says, for thou art inexcusable, O man. He will not leave you with an excuse. He even brought you to pavilion. Pavilion is not a place where you go to and issues of heaven are not made readily available. Pavilion. Ha. The only thing I pride myself in here will prepare people for heaven. Focus on eternity. And you come here, you still, you still go to hell. Esau, I have hated. Jacob, I have loved. God already foreknew that these twins, one will grow up and be a stupid guy. And the younger, he said the younger, he said the elder will serve the younger. I foresaw it. He did not go and help Jacob. He did not go and put some special obstructions on the way. He's just watching him, what he has foreseen. God just watched him. In fact, I want to, I want to, I want to show this church something. I just heard, turn to Isaiah 45, please. Isaiah 45. This is very, I just heard the Holy Ghost say, don't fail to say this. Look at verse 5. I am the Lord, there is none else. There is no God beside me. I gathered thee, Jacob, though thou hast not known me. That they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. Verse 7. I form light. Somebody say yes. Say that. And create darkness. Say yes. I make peace. Say yes. And I create evil. I the Lord. I do all these things. Check your Bible. I the Lord. I do all these things. God say, now me, now me form light, now me form darkness, now me create peace, now me create evil. In other words, now me form good, now me form evil. The knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and of evil. You remember there were two tr special trees in the garden. There were so many trees in the garden, but there were two special trees. One, 
the tree of life. If you pluck and eat of it, you will never die. Then there was one that was in the middle, one special tree. It's called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you pluck it, you will know good and evil. Was it Satan that created the tree? Okay, God said, I put before you crosses, I put before you blessings. But you choose blessings that you may be. I put before you life, I put before you death. Positive and negative, now God created. If God created good and He created evil, He wants you don't participate in evil, oh. participate in the good. And you choose the evil. God will always leave man to choose. Choose you this day who you will serve. Good or evil, God created the truth. I thought it's Satan that created evil. You just see, God said, now me create evil. But I will punish Satan for participating in evil. I, are you hearing me? When I say God allows some bad things to happen to some very righteous people, somebody has said, why do bad things happen to good people? God can allow it. say he can allow some things that are terrible to even happen to somebody who is good although it will do the person an ultimate good and do God's kingdom an ultimate good why did God allow Paul to suffer if you know what Paul suffered and prayed oh God I, I'm tired of this thing God said I won't take it away I will only give you grace to keep coping just to do ministry in the midst of suffering Paul was almost a man of sorrow acquainted with grief all through ministry. He prayed, God, take it away. This tunnel, God said, I won't remove it. What is God trying to achieve in the life of a man who is appointed unto suffering? And he's a righteous man. He, God used him to write to third of the entire New Testament. He's the greatest man that ever walked on this earth under Jesus Christ. But no man ever suffered like him. Why? God said, if you ask me, you are now like a clay that is asking the potter why are you making a, a clay pot out of me? Not a clay uh, cup. 18 vessels. In that Romans chapter 9 where we read from, he said, if God is like this, then why does he yet find fault? Paul said, don't say that. Paul said, if you say that, he said, who are you that replies against God? Let's go back to Romans chapter 9. See, there are some doctrines Jesus Christ did not even dare go there at all to the disciples. Otherwise, they would have stumbled. He said, I will leave some things for the Holy Ghost to tell you. Christianity is more than, oh, when you give your life to Christ, God will be fighting your battle. He'll give you a good job. He'll give you a car. All your children go. go. Ah! No! Now, the sweet side of Christianity be that, oh, some bitter side day. Because many are still the afflictions of the righteous. Some of the people where they suffer apart for this world. Now those were holy. Oh. Now those were holy. Oh. I read of a girl of 17 that bought a car for the mom through fornication. A powerful politician. 
started sleeping with that girl at the age of 14. By 17, she has acquired wealth. You don't know that fornication make it rich. Go and ask Bob Risky. Do you know that Ashawas have bank account? And there is my shower now. Eh? They are so rich that if they bring tight here, yeah, God forbid, I don't want their tight. This is, we'll be dancing. But now shower walking, they bring the tight. And see, let me tell you something. This word, Bible says, stolen bread is sweet. But afterwards, your mouth will be filled with gravel. It says, stolen water is sweet. See, let me tell you something. Do you know a son in America came to Nigeria? He was small when they sent him abroad. He don't graduate. He don't come to Nigeria for the first time. He, when he left Nigeria, the father was still a struggling man. But the father had now acquired houses in VI, in Abuja, in Lekki. And he said, Dad, you are supposed to be a civil servant. There are some civil servants, they are the ones teaching the politicians how to make money in this ministry. Some of the permanent secretaries are the ones telling the newly appointed minister how this ministry can be run and we can make money. You, the, you, you are a political appointee, but me, I'm the pilot, so we can share money. That is civil, the, the corruption in our civil service. I'm Bruce Ali, the founder of Edo State University. Uh, uh, Ambrosali Invest. He died with only one house to his name. He never owned a house in Benin City, the Edo State capital. He never owned a house in Lagos. He was a medical doctor. He joined our was UPM. He won governorship. He ran Bender State. Bender was Edo and is now Edo and Delta. And this man, the only house he had was a bungalow built on the way to the university. The old campus, I said, Maudu. One small regular bungalow, and he was a governor of a state. When they interviewed the daughter the other time, when the man died, he said he doesn't know why Buhari jailed my dad. My dad left no riches for us, the children. And when we tell people we are the children of late Ambrusali, founder of Ambrusali University. And that my father left nothing for us. The only house with, with my, it's not even just one small bungalow in the, in the village. His hometown of Ekpoma. But people say he's a fool. He followed the philosophy of our world of war. All those names, Bola Ige. Is he Ige or Ige? Ige. All those them uh, 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 Latif Jaconde. They didn't steal money. Awala was said, you must follow the principle. Spend state money for the state. Today, if you are a governor, you are sworn in May 29. By June 29, they have bought two houses. In one month. Unrighteousness have a way of bringing money faster than holiness. Some girls of your age, they have built two houses, one for their mom. I'm serious, true fornication. If you decide to fornicate now, go to Abuja. Don't go to Mushi.
mushy, mushy guys will not give you more than uh, 2,000 naira and they will sleep with you. 2,000 naira. There are girls in Abuja before they remove pants, the alert they have in their account is some girls, not less than 1 million. A girl flew from Nigeria to South Africa to go and sleep with one pastor there. 15 million entered her account. And the pastor said, Pastor! Fake pastor. Let me tell you something. The reason you see pastors doing those things, and those are tithes and offering they are using to do those things for, for prostitutes. The reason you see them doing those things, it is not just regular fornication that is doing them. It's, they are using those girls for rituals to, to grow their ministries. You don't know what Mami Water told them to be doing. They tell them the more promiscuous you are, the more your church go to grow. The more your ministry is criticized, the more you increase in size. That's what they are told. It's, it's a slang in the pastoral occult. If you want your ministry to increase in size, fall into a scandal. Some of the scandals you hear about pastors, it's actually worded in the secret court as a means to grow those churches. The more scandalous the ministry, you think, ah, people go come up for that church. If you go and publish this one, pastor's private part naked. Now lie. The more you scandalize the church, the more the church grows. The devil is behind that church. And none of you here is willing to do that. And so, you don't have money. Satan is the god of this world. And he's the one in charge of money. And he has made sure those who do his bidding, who bow their knees to Baal and kiss his toes are the ones he gives money to. Why the righteous ones are suffering, being broke, suffering, being broke all the time, crying unto God, I need money to pay my children's school. Yeah! You are serving God, you are holy. And God will say, I will prove you to know if you are serving me because of money. And God said he will prove you, meaning he will try you, can try you for a very long time. And he'll be telling you, I'll do it, don't worry. And God can say, don't worry for 30 years. See, there are a people of Israel suffering in Egypt. While they were suffering, Israelite, under the whiplash of dictatorial, tyrannical King Pharaoh, They were crying to God. God said, they, are, they, they were in Egypt for 400 years. Nigeria was not colonized for up to 100 years. And we got independent. I don't know, was it up to 100? The British, yeah? No. It was not up to. And we got independence. Oh, we want British, Britain to go. They should leave us alone. We can rule ourselves. We got independent in 1960. Do you know what is 400 years? The Jews were slaves in Egypt. And from day one, they went into slavery. They've been praying, oh God. A decade passed. God said, I heard you, but not now. Okay. 50th year of their slavery, God said, I will do it. 100 years, God said, I will do it. 200 years. Ha. Oh boy. Without faith and patience, nobody will follow God. You know if you follow God, Waka. He will stretch your human patience beyond its elastic limit. And that's why people backslide. 
Because they say Satan is faster. Rihanna said it is faster to be rich by giving your life to Satan. The musician Rihanna. And people are now going to places inviting youth to stadium to perform and then they will give altar call. How many? Rihanna will say, all these names, Beyonce, they will tell people that it's Satan that made them rich. You die serving God. What has God given you? So, how many of you want to be rich? Come and come to Satan. People will troop out. They are giving not a call for Satan. How many of you have seen that? Oh, you don't, you don't know what's going on in the world. Is you, only, you are reading only Bible. Rihanna is Bible. Beyonce cannot be found in the Bible. Read the other news. Do you know what? A pastor that confessed to occultic practices said in 2013, he said 95% of pastors in Nigeria, they are in the occult. He said 95%. And those other 5% that refuse to bow their knees to bail, they are poor pastors. They are poor. Just like your bishop too. Poor! No money! I am telling Pavilion, I won't tell you now. God's way, the slow, but it brings peace. The message I told you to come to church, to come and listen to, is not a popular message. It's not a message everybody likes. If you preach this in House on the Rock, you will lose members. Say, ah, it is if I come to church, everything could, my business could move. You accept Christ and that year your business breaks. Your business collapses. And your business was doing well when you were an unbeliever drinking beer, smoking marijuana. You come to Christ. God said, let's begin to take away his money so we can know what is in his heart. He said to Israel, I know how to take you faster on your journey to the promised land. But I have kept you here for 40 years so that I will be able to prune you, try you, and know what is in your heart. Abraham, father of faith. Uh -huh. You get faith, Abi. Go kill your son for me. Let's see. You go upon again. You don't want God to shake you, to test you. He said, behold, I signify a coming shaking. He said, there shall be a shaking of the heavens and the earth and everything that is in them. That only those things that are unshakable might remain. There are pastors that are unshakable. They are only infinitesimal 5%. And I'm right in the midst of that 5%. I don't have poverty mentality. Just like you pray, God, give me financial breakthrough. There are things we want to do in pavilion. I want to build my own house. I want to change my car. Pastor is a human being. He also prays those prayers. The lesson to this message is when you pray, express your legitimate desire to God in prayer. And the prayer does not immediately deliver to you your heart desire. Wait. Tell me, wait. Job said. I turn this way. I can't even feel him. I pray. It's as if heaven has torn brass. God has hedged me in. God can't even hear me anymore. He said, but wait a minute. I still hear in my spirit. That is not because I committed any sin. 
It's not because God is unable to deliver me in this predicament. He's up to something in my life. He's definitely trying me. But I know my Redeemer leave it. I know when he has tried me and find that I still can't compromise. I will comfort as gold. You see that in Job 23. He said I will yet comfort. He knew that what was going on in his life must be a deliberate attempt for God to punish him to reveal what was in his heart. Ladies and gentlemen, God is very tough and he's, he can be very unnice on nice. He remains good, but God is not always nice. God is always good. He's not always nice. Because nice is different from good. Nice can work against you. Good can work against you. There is a time not to be nice. There is a time to tell somebody the hard truth that will ultimately deliver the person. Don't be nice all the time. Speak the truth even if the person is offended. And our God is not emphasizing being nice. Said the fruit of the spirit is goodness, not niceness. At the end of the day, Job came out of the whole troubles. But when he prayed, he was expressing a desire. God did not grant it. Jesus prayed, Oh God, let this cup pass me by. God did not answer the prayer of Jesus according to his heart desire. He said, Jesus, you will drink it. Son Jesus, you will drink it. You will go to the cross. You will die. You go to hell. But I guarantee you, the Holy Ghost will not leave you in hell. It's only three days of suffering. But that suffering for three days is too much. But the Holy Ghost will come bail you out. He said, okay, Lord, not as I will. He was submitting to the sovereign will, the determinate counsel of God is what he was submitting to. And he went to the cross with a heavy heart, knowing the anguish that he's going to face. But he submitted to his will and to his way. That was one man whose prayer never was answered according to his desire. And he's the one with whom we have to do. His name is called Jesus Christ. Find out if Jesus you are following had a time his prayer was not answered according to his desire. He prayed that he should not die, but he still died. And that was one time God said, I won't grant that, son. Apostle Paul said, God, I'm tired. Now leave me the preacher that they beat me. I was born sighted. Now I'm blind. They are holding my hand now to preach. Take this thorn in my flesh away. God said, I will not take it away, but I will give you grace to cope with it and then come out of it. I'll give you grace to finish your ministry. But you know, I'm, I'm running off now. I'm running off now. He said, because of the abundance, is that not 2 Corinthians 12? He said, because of the abundance of revelation that was given to me, there was an angel of Satan, that's a demon, sent to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Because no man 
saw what Paul saw at that time. No man heard what Paul, Paul went to heaven. And he will eavesdrop into the Trinitarian Council discussion. And Paul came back and said, I heard things in heaven when God and the Trinity were discussing. And I was forbidden to write it in my epistle. Earth dwellers, even Christians must not know the things I saw and heard. He said, I heard things that are forbidden to be spoken to man. He said, the things I have seen and I have known can make me almost think I am God. Because where I got to, it where Lucifer was trying to when he was dethroned. So God did not want me to be exposed. You have known too much. You may go down to the earth and start thinking you are God. We will give you a wahala that will humble you. He said to Agrippa, on the way to Damascus, I was knocked down when that light from heaven above the brightness of the noonday sun shone round about me and I fell to the earth. And I heard a voice in the Hebrew tongue saying, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Don't you know it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks? Get out from here. You shall be led into the city and it shall be told thee how many things you will suffer for my sake. A man was being commissioned by the roadside where God knocked him down, commissioned to ministry, and they are telling him your ministry is to suffer. Check it very well. He said, I was, he said, God said, go into the city. It shall be to, who will tell him? It is not Adonias. And now just came to lay hands on him and say, Paul, receive your side and be filled with the Holy Ghost. You read the Bible? And Paul, his eyes got open and he started speaking in tongues. And Ananias went his way. That, it was not Ananias that told him the blueprint of his ministry, his job description. No. He said, I, I was cut up to the third heaven. He said, he said, go into the city and things shall be revealed to you in the which I will appear unto you. Now, there were a series of visions and revelations. The three days he was blind in Damascus, he was physically, visually impaired, but he was seeing things in the spirit. The Holy Ghost was describing to him the kind of ministry. Everywhere you go preach, you will be beaten. But Paul, do not give up. Other pastors will be at Jebota Christians, but I want you to be rugged and not be moved. This and that. He was a blind man. He had not even heard the first crusade. He's already seen visions of him being beaten and handcuffed. All of those Paul and Silas issues, he already saw them in visions, though not in details. He saw them. So when he started ministry and he saw the suffering was too much, it was so bad he couldn't even marry. There's no girl that would marry Paul. Now let me quickly say this. It's because Paul was not your uncle. That's why you don't know what Paul suffered. It's because Paul is not your brother. Do you know Paul was a trained lawyer? He attended the law school of Professor Gamaliel. Paul was educated. The parents were rich. Now, Paul threw away the legal profession and answered the call to ministry. Now, when it was around 2930, they lay Stephen's, uh, those who killed Stephen, they laid their jacket at the feet of a young man by the name Saul of Tarsus. He was a young man. Maybe he was even planning to get married and then God arrested him. Now he's going preaching. If he had mom and dad, 
they never saw Paul again till he died. Because as soon as he got saved, he started going from place to place. And finally they arrested him. They took him to Italy and they cut off his neck. Now, do you know what the family members are crying about Paul? And why did his father waste all that money on his university education? How come this man is a kind of religious Christian? And he's just suffering for nothing. After all, the other apostles, we know their mother-in-law, Peter's mother-in-law, this one's wife and children. Paul, not get wife. Who say make him not marry? He not get picking. Which kind of life? Paul lived and died. No wife, no children. And then his aged parents would die crying, our son got lost. Money he didn't have. He said, I know how to abound. I know how to obey. He said, I know how to suffer need. I know how to be hungry. I know. He said, I can do all things. In other words, even in the midst of poverty, I can succeed in ministry. That's what he was saying. I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. He was boasting of success in the midst of poverty. That is an irony. That is paradoxical. Success in the midst of poverty. He was never a rich man by any standard. Paul was not rich. He was a disappointment to his family. But he's still the celebrity of heaven today, number one. Get to heaven and see and go into Paul's mansion. Paul! But that was a man who prayed and the prayer was not answered the way he wanted. Can I round off by telling you what God told me on Tuesday? God said, Abraham, you will have a son. Many years will pass, no son. The wife said, maybe it's through the house care many years we pass, God will repeat the prophecy. Three times in Genesis. And it was not yellow. Many years we pass. He will slot in the world again. I said, surely. After they now hatch out a plan. Born Isaac. He said, no, not be this. It's actually the son that said that we born for you. Not your house girl. Okay, do it now. Another some years. Oh boy, following God. God said, go and teach the body of Christ. Patience. Teach the church. Patience. Those who must serve God must know how to wait. Now those who make up their mind, even if it, if it is through thick and thin, you know, we must serve this God. He give me money, you know, give me, I go serve God. Those are the Christians heaven is proud of. Make up your mind. Stand up everybody. <laughs>